welcome to the Educator Secret to Living Joyfully. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. I thought we'd kick off our podcast in our very first episode with some information on who I am. So I have been in education for over 20 years. I have been a paraprofessional working one-on-one with students. I have been a classroom teacher. I was in the classroom teaching kindergarten, first and second, mostly first grade for over 10 years. I have been a teacher on special assignment as a literacy specialist for a district. I was an elementary school principal. And currently, I'm the district director for elementary education in our local school district. So I have been in education for a really long time. I'm also a certified coach, speaker, and I'm dedicated to building a life full of passion and joy for myself and all those around me. I've really lived both sides. I've allowed my career to dominate all of my time at the expense of my personal life, and I've found the secret to work-life balance. In short, I really took control of my own life and stopped thinking others were controlling my life. I really want all educators to realize that they don't have to work nights and weekends to be an amazing, joyful educator. Whether you're a classroom teacher, a principal, or even a district office leader, we find ourselves stressed and overwhelmed at times. So part of my story is where it really began was when I was a teacher. So as a teacher, I was going into my classrooms most weekends to just get a few things done and feel ready for Monday. And then during the week, I was bringing home projects. I was also trying to keep up with my three kids and their activities, get all my chores done at home, and have some kind of time with my husband and friends. There really never seemed to be enough time to get it all done. I thought that this was just the way it was. And if I wanted to be an amazing educator, this was just what I had to do. Although the downside was I was exhausted and really kind of hated myself for not being there for my family and for my own health. Then I learned how to approach things differently. And I actually became a more effective and joyful educator and learned how to spend quality time with my family and friends without spending more time hours than I wanted to at work. It's been working for 10 years. And even through my positions in education, and how those have changed over the year, my methods are still working to this day. So what I really do is I dedicate my time to support teachers in finding the time they don't think they have, or with building administrators in juggling their work-life balance and stress and overwhelm. The clients that I have are really reaching their goals and setting new goals. I I feel like that's a piece of even my journey. It didn't start with like the golden nugget, the silver bullet, the magic um, that overnight transformed my life. It really did take time, self-reflection and self-development over the years. This is really what I help people do is determine what their goals are, determine what the barriers are that are getting in their way. Because I've lived this life. I have lived overworking and not taking care of my own um, social emotional health, my own physical body. Um, I've learned how to juggle time management. That was really the first step for me, I think, was as a classroom teacher, really getting that time down 
to a workable amount, right? To where I felt like I really was giving 100% to my job, but I was also allowing myself the time to give 100% to my personal life and my kids and my family and my husband and my friends. Uh, That was really the change that began this journey for me when I could see that, wow, I really can be really intentional and purposeful in how I spent my time at work so that I didn't have to spell that over into my personal life. Like things like making sure I was calendared ahead because you know what? The reality of being an educator is you have meetings, like you have professional developments you have to go to. You have uh, obligations, whether that's student supervision before or after school, IEP meetings, uh, meetings with parents. Those things happen really no matter what stage of uh, what role you have, right? So whether you're a teacher in a classroom or whether you're a principal in a building or whether you're a district administrator, all of those things impact your daily lives at work. So for me, at the time that I learned this, I was a classroom teacher. And so looking at how do I balance my week, like how am I intentionally using my prep period? to intentionally prep rather than using that as a time where um, I either walked through the staff room to see who was there, chatted with the building secretary, chatted with my colleagues, uh, and then it was time to go pick up my kids again. And I realized for me that wasn't working. Uh, Also, bringing things home wasn't working. So how could I leverage the time I did have? Um, How could I set a timeline for myself that I was comfortable with, that I uh, could get the things done that I wanted to get done, get my planning done, uh, get my work with my colleagues done, um, and go home and be fully present with my family. Uh, And so that took me some time, but I did find a way to where I was super diligent in leveraging my protected time of my prep period. Uh, That for me was time that I truly was prepping. And then the uh, after school time after I was done with supervision on days I didn't have IEPs, um, I created my planning templates and my sub plan templates. And so templates for me were a game changer in finding time uh, so that I could go home and then be fully present. So that that worked for me for many years. Um, still works for me today. It's still how uh, I operate even in the work that I do now. Uh, I'm very much about my calendar and calendaring out and um, templating things that I'll be using again. But there was more to my journey. I also had to uh, understand my perfectionistic tendencies. Uh, I think there are a, a good group of educators who have those perfectionistic thoughts. Uh, and so that was the next stage of my development, really looking at is approaching life in that perfectionism mode really serving me, really helping me get to my goals? Or was it really keeping me in the world of self-loathing, self-disappointment, judgment of myself, judgment of others? Uh, 
And that was really my next stage of work, learning how to unravel and peel back the layers of perfectionism that were getting in the way of making me feel like I was absolutely loving myself and loving how I showed up every single day. Today, some of the practices that I do to ensure that I'm meeting the goals that I want, being realistic with myself and not uh, being perfectionistic, it still pops up. I don't think you can ever truly uh, get rid of perfectionism, but I'm super aware of it now. And the ways that I show up for myself every day is through journaling, is through planning, is through learning how to have better conversations with myself and truly finding the successes in my day. Having that equal airtime between things that frustrate me or I feel I don't do well and things that I can look at and say, no, I did that really well. And that's success. The other area of change is really not feeling like I have to make huge changes. Learning that tiny little 1% changes snowball into bigger changes in my life. Uh, Whether that be um, losing 60 pounds, which I did, Uh, And I did that slowly and intentionally and have kept that off now for over four years, or whether that's approaching things at work, conversations that I have to have with people or events that I need to plan that might have me falling into that perfectionistic judgment of myself tendencies, stepping back and doing the journaling and doing the planning, I can see very clearly my roadmap to moving forward. And then reflecting afterwards. I think reflection, especially for educators, is so important. And reflection in a way that's not self-judging, but really looking at it and saying, okay, where were areas that I want to celebrate and where were areas that next time I need to make a refinement or an adjustment in? For me, that's where my self-love comes in. That's where I can say that I want to talk to myself like I want to talk to my friends, my colleagues, my children and family giving myself the compassion and grace that I give to others. So that's a little bit of my story and how I came to the work and ended up actually finding so much value and joy in the coaching I've received from many amazing life coaches that I decided to pursue that on my own um, and have gone through and become a certified coach through the Life Coach School, which I'm really proud of. It gave me even more tools and understanding on how this work happens. Um, It upped my self-coaching game and it also allowed me to do what I'm passionate about and that's to help and support others. You can't do any job in education if you don't love helping people whether it's helping students, whether it's helping other teachers and colleagues, whether it's helping um, 
principles become better, which is the the work that I do now. You cannot be an educator and not want to help people. So for me, life coaching really is the next step. So I work with clients across the United States. Uh, We work on everything from time management to weight loss to social emotional care of ourselves, whether that's physical, social, or emotional, uh, all of those areas. So those are really the three areas, physical, social, and emotional that I like to focus on, whether that's time management, whether that's weight loss, whether that's um, goal setting, whether that's self-love and relationships. That's really the work that I do uh, to support my clients. So if you're interested at all in learning more about this work, I encourage you to visit my website, thejoyfuleducatorllc.com, and learn more about how I can help you become the joyful educator that you really deserve to be. I really enjoyed our talk today, and I look forward to our time again next week.